Hey everybody, what's up? This is Ro. I have to drop a couple of things here at the beginning of the episode before we get started, and yes, one of them will be the disclaimer. Uh, the very first thing that I have to do is, everybody that follows me on Facebook, uh, for the most part, um, a lot of you know that in the last week, week and a half, we had a death in the family here that rocked us pretty hard. Um, we actually had to put our pet down that we've had for several years. We knew his time was coming, and it was kind of, it was kind of unexpected how it all went down so suddenly. So uh, things were rough, and that was the primary reason why we didn't put a show out last week, and we haven't put one out lately because it's just it hasn't been right around here to do that. But I need to thank everybody for the tremendous outpouring of love and support that I received. Um, from everybody on Facebook, a lot of people checking up on me or just, you know, talking to me in private and wishing me well. And, uh, things are good. You know, it was rough, but you know, if you've been through the situation, you know what it's like, we're going to be okay. We're, we're going to be all right. Having said that time to move on to more positive tidings. This show is our annual look at fast food freakouts and follies. How this show works. If you're a new listener, this isn't a normal show for us. This show is pretty stupid. We crack a lot of jokes. There's a lot of harsh language, um, just general craziness. And uh, Chuck from Wheel Nerds joins us again because he fits right in with us when we do this. There will be outtakes at the end of the show. Um, this is not a show that you want to listen to around kids, and you might not want to listen to it really loudly around the office or anything like that. As always, when we do these kinds of shows, this is not a show where you're going to get any kind of enlightenment on some esoteric topic or anything like that. This pretty much is just us being stupid and having a good time. Uh, for whatever reason, my recording software decided to update right before we started recording the show, and it reset my audio levels and recording quality, so the quality of this episode is not where I would normally like it to be. It just recorded at a lower level. The audio is a little bit tinny. I'm not real happy with it, but I didn't know that it happened until after the show was over with, and some Skype issues contributed to it as well. For whatever reason, um, if you managed to make it through this show, I ask for your forgiveness for the quality of this audio on here, and the problem has since been fixed, and we shouldn't have to be dealing with it again. So, having said all of that, let's jump into some people freaking out in fast food restaurants. Peace. everybody what's up welcome back to a much delayed and much look forward to ramble cast of project archivist and this will be our annual fast food i don't want to call it well but there's a lot of freakouts in this one so i guess we can stick with the name fast food freakouts and returning with us is uh our third wheel which would be chuck brewer from over at the wheel nerds podcast which everybody at this point should be familiar with um hello you and your so now we're a trike now, well, if I was just about to say, him and his now wife, Shelly, are kind of like the other half of the unofficial other half of the show. So Really? I was called so. Dibs on Chuck. So whatever you guys are hearing, however long this show turns out to be, know that it probably took us three or four hours to record it. Because just us talking alone off the air is a pain in the ass. 
So this is our annual look at anything crazy that had to do with fast food throughout the year, except for when we're actually trying to teach people something legitimate, which we try to do almost every show, and this is going to be no exception. So you guys, being from around the country, are familiar with Domino's Pizza. You know, it's it's Domino's has been around for a while, and we were talking before the show that they had their original mascot, which was the Noid which was this little claymation-looking kind of guy that would bounce up and down on pizzas and try it. Like, the, the, the idea was that if, if you ordered pizza from somebody else, the Noid would destroy your pizza, and when it got to you, it would be all crushed all over the inside of the box. And their answer was to put, like, this little plastic tripod thing inside of it, which everybody quickly ripped off over the years. And non-crushing sides on their boxes. Correct. But they had I their mascot. Dominoes. I do like mm-hmm. Domino's. Domino's is one of my favorites, actually. Domino's it has to be bacon and hot peppers. Do you remember when they changed their recipe and it backfired on them horribly? What, when it tasted like uh, a cracker with ketchup and melted baby soap? Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Easy there, racist. <laughs> Easy there. What? <laughs> <laughs> Not that what? kind of cracker. God. Look at Lobo trying to make America great again. No, I rem- I'm talking about... Like five years ago, when they tried to change their recipe and it didn't, it just bombed on them miserably. And then they had to go through another ad campaign to say, "No, we've changed our pizza bet because their sales tanked so horribly." I remember going over a buddy of mine's house. I don't know if they was. I don't remember if they changed the sauce or the bread or, or what they did. I don't remember if they changed the crust or not. I didn't mind it. I didn't think it was all that bad. Yeah, What's that? I, I vaguely remember this. Stuck here, but I mean, in order to be like pertinent here. Like we, this is where real pizza comes from. Other than, okay. like, I don't know, Italy. We, we've established that. We've established that. Well, it depends where you go because pretty much every major city in the world claims that they've no. got pizza. You've no. got no. Chicago no, you, deep dish style. No, that's you've got pizza. New York style, and that's what New everybody York says to. No, no, that's not pizza. Our pizza's pizza. No, mm-hmm. no. I don't really care. You know, I like pizza. So I can eat just about any kind of pizza, except for pizza that comes from the gas station, what have you. Almost educational a while ago, they had a big debate on their show of what constitutes as an actual pizza, because if fruit pizzas and, you know, blah, 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 there's all these different kinds of pizzas. And in, in my opinion, if it has a crust, some kind of sauce, and cheese on it, then it's a pizza. But there's probably people freaking out. Anyways, <laughs> moving back. No, we haven't recorded a show in a couple of weeks. <laughs> At least. So yeah, we still haven't started recording a show. No we matter are what recording. you say. <laughs> Lobo, tell us no. about the history of Domino's lost mascot from priceonomics.com. Uh, this is Domino's. 1960, Tom and James Monahan borrowed $900 and bought a small ailing pizza shop on the fringes of Eastern Michigan University campus. Early on, business was horrible, and James sold his half of the company to his brother for used Volkswagen Beetle. Wrong there. <laughs> Tom persisted and by 1978 had expanded Domino's Pizza into 200 store enterprise worth $500 million. During this period of rapid growth, Domino's Pizza set an industry precedent that would prove critical to their success. They guaranteed that if a customer didn't receive his pizza within 30 minutes of placing the order, it'd be free. Domino's executives hired an external marketing firm, Group 243, That sounds sketchy. To promote this promise. The result? The Noid. A troll-like creature, the Noid, was outfitted in a skin-tight red onesie. His little ass cheeks stuck out. With red rabbit ears and buck teeth. The article doesn't say that. Didn't have to. I'm an (laughs) add-on. 
Will Vinton, whose studio animated the, the creature, described it as a physical manifestation of all the challenges inherent in getting a pizza delivered in 30 minutes or less. Its name, <laughs> a play on annoyed, wow, was oh. an indication of its nature. Many considered the Noid to be one of the most obnoxious mascots of all time. Throughout the late 1980s, Domino's ran a series of commercials in which the Noid set about attempting to make life an utter hell for the consumers. Bam, bam, bam. The spot soon employed the slogan, Avoid the Noid, and reminded customers that their company's pizzas were Noid-proof. The campaign was a smash success. In 1989, a computer game, Avoid the Noid, sucked, was released and commemorated the red antagonist. The goal was to deliver a pizza with a half hour whilst avoiding a lumbering swarm of noids. Plush toys were abound, it should say did abound, and the character was a household name. Then, right at the height of its popularity, the noid endured perhaps the worst mascot PR in history. This is where it takes a weird turn. <laughs> this is where it goes south. Very dark. Yes. Or as our friends in the UK say, it went horribly pear-shaped. <laughs> On January 30th, 1989, a man wielding a 357 Magnum revolver stormed into a Domino's Pizza in Atlanta, Georgia, and took two employees hostage. For five hours, he engaged in a standoff with police, all while ordering his hostages to make him pizzas. <laughs> oh, I have that gun. Before the police could negotiate with his demands, $100,000, a getaway car, and a copy of The Widow's Son, a novel about Freemasons, but... I'm happy about that, the two employees escaped. Wow, what a shitty hostage situation. In the ensuing chaos, the captains fired two gunshots. No, they got away. It was not a bad situation. You know what happened. For him, he can't even hold a hostage. Any hostage situation you walk away from when you're a hostage is a good situation. You know what happened. They're making this pizza, and one of them goes, oh, man, we're we're out of sausage. I'll I'll go to the back and get some. Right back. Five minutes later, the other guy's like, oh, I better go check on him. I'll I'll go get the sausage. I'll be right back. (laughs) Okay. Where did I leave off? I don't know. We were talking about Pizzagate. Yeah, Pizzagate. There's no kids getting touched here. Was forcefully apprehended and received charges of kidnapping, aggravated assault, and extortion. The assailant, a 22-year-old named Kenneth Lamar Noid, that's unfortunate, was apparently upset about the the chain's new mascot. A police officer on the scene later revealed that Noid was an ongoing feud in his mind with the owner of Domino's Pizza about the Noid commercial. (laughs) I can relate. And thought that the advertisements had specifically made fun of him. Wow, that's not narcissistic at all, is it? <laughs> I headline that the, uh, the following morning of uh, the Boca Raton News. Of course, it's from Florida. A talk show frenzy. Domino's hostages couldn't avoid the noise this time. Wow, that's, that's a bad taste. A subsequent <laughs> court hearing found Noid innocent by reason of insanity. Mm. A paranoid oh, schizophrenic. He was found to have acute psychological problems. Yeah, think- he was having a conversation in his head about a character. Yeah, there's something wrong. Was turned over to the Department of Human Resources and ended up in George's Mental Health Institute, where he spent three months. Years later, in 1995, unable to shake the idea that the Domino's ad campaign was intentionally targeted at him, Noid committed suicide in his Florida apartment. By pizza. Following <laughs> the ordeal, Domino's swiftly terminated the Noid campaign. For nearly 20 years, the annoying character lay in glorious respite before briefly returning in 2011, his 25th anniversary. This time, though, he was merely part of a short-lived promotional marketing campaign in Domino's Facebook game, the Noid Super Pizza Shootout. Wow. As quickly as he came, the Noid returned to the void. Wow, that was done in bad taste, too. That's awesome. (laughs) 
the Noid hostage situation. That is great. Holy shit. The Noid returned to the void. This is the Noid. He loves to ruin your pizza. If you've ever gotten cold pizza, a squash pizza, or pizza that just wasn't right, the Noid did it. But at Domino's Pizza, we avoid the noise. So when you want hot, delicious, quality pizza delivered in less than 30 minutes, Domino's Pizza delivers. One call does it all. All right, in keeping with the pizza theme, Chuck, why don't you take us to, um, where the hell did this say? Oh, it's another one, Atlanta. This is, Atlanta. yeah, this is another Atlanta one. Hotlanta. Yep, take us to AJC.com. All right, police. Pizza Hut supervisor pepper sprays employee after argument. After an argument sparked by how pepperoni and cheese were placed on a pizza, a Pizza Hut supervisor pepper sprayed a co-worker, according to a police report. (laughs) Sandy Springs police have issued a warrant for the arrest of Anderson Ramon Lewis for disorderly conduct. The pepper spray was discharged in the direction of the female victim's face, but police said it didn't seriously harm her as it landed on her arm. What is she, Lame. Wonder Woman with deflectors? <laughs> she just got poor, poor control. According to the report, police responded to the Pizza Hut at 4920 Roswell Road on Tuesday around 7 Roswell, p.m. there it is, right there. Roswell, yeah. mm-hmm, there's the connection. Aliens. That's the tie-in to uh, Project Archivist. I'm not saying it's aliens, Wrong but it's aliens. <laughs> I love how we both went to Alex Jones. <laughs> Witnesses told police that two employees had a verbal altercation that ended with Lewis using pepper spray. Police said witnesses told them Lewis initially confronted the victim about the placement of the pizza ingredients before telling her that she needed to go home or get fired. She responded by telling Lewis that he wasn't her manager. Witnesses, including the general manager of the Pizza Hut, told police that Lewis started threatening her husband and talking about the victim's brother who died two weeks prior. Mm. Police said the general manager attempted to separate the two and told Lewis he needed to leave. Lewis left but came back and continued to provoke the victim. That's when Lewis discharged the pepper spray at the victim and in front of the general manager and other employees. Before Lewis left the store again, he wrote his address on a paper napkin, slammed it down on the counter, and said if the victim wanted to fight, that's where she could find him. <laughs> wow. Come at me, Lewis, bro. Lewis, uh, cash me outside. How about that? <laughs> Lewis also threw trays of pizza and dough on the floor as he was leaving. The responding officer attempted to call Lewis shortly after the incident. A male answered and said, don't call me again from a blocked number because I'm not going to answer, and hung up. As of Wednesday, police were still searching for Lewis. When did this take place? This was Wednesday, May 17th. Yeah, I'm, I you think they'd have, have him I, by now. Yeah, I'm sure they would. I'm sure they would. For <clears throat> so, avoiding the Noid. You wanted to read the donut one. I want a donut. Here, you read the donut one. This is from Consumerist. At least it's not an ookie cookie. Don't look that up. <laughs> if you love donuts and not cookies, burgers and burgers made with donuts, you might want to think about spending Hanukkah in Israel, where Burger King will be offering donut burgers for the holiday. According to Ynet News, the burger is called the Sufgani King, which is a play on the Sufganiya, the Hebrew name for a jelly-filled donut traditionally eaten during Hanukkah. 
It'll be a normal Whopper burger, but with donuts for buns and a ketchup filling instead of jam. Oh, I wanted the jam. The Sufghani King will be available December 25th through January 1st. For those unfamiliar, donuts are popular during Hanukkah because it is a time when Jewish traditionally eat oily and fried foods. Uh, we eat it all year round. Yeah. This is the honor of a single jug of oil that was only supposed to last one day but burned for eight nights after the Jewish Maccabees defeat defeated their Greek occupiers. Remember that story. This is matching uh, of two popular Israeli food items was inevitably inevitable. <laughs> Inevitably inevitable. CEO Steve Ben Shemol. I think I said that right. Clearly an evil genius. Totally. We're proud to be able to end 2016 on a creative festival. Oh, this is old. No, they got to be in this year. Happened last year. Yeah, that was easy. Okay, so this week we should go all individually. And buy a Burger King Whopper and get a donut from the shop. And, I'm gonna and pass. Construct, construct gonna a donut. It. Nothing gonna... about a donut Whopper sounds good to me at all. That sounds gross. Dude, really? Have you ever ha- not had a cheeseburger donut? No, I've never. That sounds so disgusting good. to me. Sweet and savory. Yeah. You talking about something that tastes disgusting? No. Ugh, come on, man. No, it's yeah. like this. It's like ramen pot noodle. I want to do this. Oh no. So no. good. Oh my god. You should wait until the new episode of Wheel Nerds comes out. Todd talks about what he used to eat in college. It does not. That sounds disgusting. There's like there was that thing that we posted on our Facebook page earlier this week about the uh, the Kool Aid pickles. Where those are so good. good. You've had them. I've never had one. I would try one though. They are so good. Basically, if anybody that's listening, I'll explain it. Who doesn't go to our Facebook page? Um, You can buy this donut burger in America. It's called a Luther. Where? Mm. Uh, let's see, where is it? Place of origin? I know there's places in America that make donut burgers. I know there yep. is. There's, there's yeah. a few of them. There's quite a few, actually. Um, I've even seen them made with cinnamon buns. They'll cut cinnamon buns in half and make burgers I would cinnamon eat that. No, fuck cutting them in half. Put one on top, one on the bottom. <sighs> I want that 9,000 calories. God. God. Anyways, if... Oh, they, they show up at state fairs. That yep. doesn't surprise me at all. That doesn't surprise me in the least. Um, They're so good, dude. So people take jars of elastic pickles, they drain the juice out of them, take the pickles, cut them in half, put them back in the jar, take the pickle juice, mix it with a cup of sugar and one package of Kool-Aid, <clears throat> mix it all up, and then dump it back in the jar and let them sit for a week inside the fridge. And the pickles take on the sweet sweetness of the Kool-Aid and the flavoring of the Kool-Aid. So okay. apparently, I guess these are big down south. This is something new for me. I've never heard of this before. It's like a bread and butter pickle. Yeah. Only better. So now Walmart is selling tropical fruit flavored pickle dill pickles. Good. Yep. Or something yep. along those lines. So You ever have watermelon rind pickles? No. So good. No. They put watermelon <laughs> rind in with the pickles? Is that what they oh, do? Oh, it's they pickle the watermelon rind. That is that? No. Yes. So good. I don't think so. I'm going to move okay. on to another Burger King story though. You uh, do that, bro. Rock on with your bad self. Newshub.co.nz, so it's probably New Zealand if it's got a Z in it. Yep. Uh, which is weird because they're talking about something that happened in America. Now, it's been a little while since I've actually had to read a story, and I'm somewhat dyslexic, as many of you know. 
Somewhat. The other problem is, is once the record button is pressed, that's when things get really weird for me. Burger King employee is arrested after upsizing meals with marijuana. A Burger King employee and assistant manager have been arrested after a police investigation found that they were selling cannabis to customers from the drive through window, purely for medicinal purposes. An undercover hmm. officer went to the New Hampshire fast food location and conducted an undercover purchase, which led to 20-year-old Garrett Norris and 19-year-old Megan Dearborn, which is not the same Dearborn that's five minutes from my house, being arrested last week. Police say prospective weed buyers would pull up to the drive-thru and ask for a uh, ask for Norris by his nickname, Nasty Boy. Yo, is Nasty Boy available? <laughs> if he was working that shift, they would ask for french fries done extra crispy, a code word for wanting marijuana. Uh, Norris would then put the herb in a separate cup for the customer. He has been charged with sale of controlled drug and possession of controlled drug with intent to distribute. Sounds like he did distribute. Dearborn was arrested on charges of alleging conspiracy to distribute drugs and unlawful possession of alcohol. Dearborn, all they said is they mentioned this girl's name. I don't know what she what she did, apparently, in the story, but hey, she was one of the people busted. They will appear in court on February 22nd. So mm. now I just want to go up to a Burger King and be like, yo, can I have the donut burger and some extra crispy fries? Because that, they sound like they would go perfect together, like getting blown on Burger King, Burger King weed and, and you want to get blown <laughs> in a Burger King bathroom? No, but that is one of the stories that I passed up. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. 37. <laughs> in a row? Um. <laughs> This is what this whole show is going to be, folks. Uh, we've got one story left. Who wants to read it? The affidavit, a man allegedly threatens to blow up Burger King after getting a not-free burger. Or not getting a free burger. See, I just did it right there. I read that whole thing it's completely tough, backwards. Yeah, I'll do it. All right. Read the one uh, Read the one from News Channel 4, KFQR.com. Oklahoma City. Oh, Oklahoma sucks. An Oklahoma City man is behind bars after he allegedly threatened a fast food restaurant when he was denied free food. On April 23rd, officers were called to the Burger King in the 7400 block of South May Avenue after a man threatened to blow up the restaurant. Employees told police that a man called the restaurant to complain about a hair being found in his burger. According to the arrest affidavit, the man did not have any proof that he ordered any food. So he became angry with, with the employee when she refused to give him a free burger. I'm tired of all this. Go ahead, say it. I'm tired of all this shit. I'm just going to blow the fucking building up. <laughs> the suspect reportedly told the employee. The employee told police that she told the man that it was against the law to make threats. At that point, he allegedly said, it's only a threat if I don't intend to do it. The affidavit states that the man told the employee that he was staying across the street, which is when she called the police. Authorities ultimately arrested Aaron Cochran on one complaint of making a bomb threat. Probably so, not the brightest thing to do in Oklahoma City. Look at the dude. Probably not. Look at the dude. Yeah, he looks like some dude that follows McVeigh real hard. <laughs> uh. Too soon, man. No, dude. Sorry, not sorry. Wow. Fuck this redneck motherfucker. Right. <laughs> dude, he wants to blow up a Burger King. Come on. Because he found a hair in his burger. Who hasn't been there? Come on. Look at the man. He's bald. He's the hair. Finding a hair was probably traumatic. It's, ob it's obviously not his, unless there's a pubic hair. <laughs> oh, come on, man. If you found a pubic hair in your burger, I would totally want to burn, the, blow the Burger King up. Totally. I, I would at least have have some concerns. I'd want to know where it came from. Yeah. 
Would you demand that everybody drop their pants immediately and show you their pubic hair? I want to see what carpet this came from. <laughs> I, I'd want to know if it was a male or a female, because that would affect my decision. Yeah, <sighs> definitely. No, this is real situation at hand. I have a gun. I want food right now. I want food right now. I don't want you to call cops. Oh, no. Okay, moving on. We're going to move to a section of the show that I like to refer to as assaulted by or for food. And every fast food show that we've ever done, there's been instances of people assaulting people for food or assaulting people by food. Who could forget the infamous episode where we had the police officer that was chasing people down to beat them with a burrito? In keeping with the theme of spraying employees with pepper spray or mace, as Lobo corrected me off the air, that will probably make it into the outtakes at the end of the show. And yes, there will be outtakes. This is from CBSNews.com, and this is from May 20th of 2017. Woman charged for macing fast food employees over stale french fries. Again, who of us has not been there? Uh, Minneapolis. Employees at the fast food restaurant in Coon Rapids, Minnesota, say a woman sprayed them with mace during a dispute over fresh french fries. According to the criminal complaint, police went to Wendy's, to Wendy's Thursday afternoon after receiving a call about a disturbance. Uh, when police arrived, employees told them the 25-year-old, eh, what the hell is that name? Aram. Her name is four names long. Aram Chanel Amir Dixon. Aram, who has a name four names long? Aram Chanel. I am. No kidding. You got through it though. I am Alassis Asad Asuma Malagic Jackson the third. Haven't you ever heard my hit song Whip Cream? Anyways, put it all over your body. Moving on. Aram and Chanel Amir Dixon came through the drive-through, ordered fast food, and asked ordered food and asked that her. French fries be fresh. During an, an assuming argument, I said assuming, it's ensuing argument, the employee said Dixon reached through the window, and employee then threw a soda at her. <laughs> Dixon then grabbed mace from her car and sprayed it through the drive through window. According to the employees, the manager of the restaurant was hit directly in the face, and another yes. employee was also hit. Dixon faces one charge of use of tear gas to immobilize. That's actually a charge using tear gas to immobilize as a charge? It sounds like she and was just defending you know. herself. Yeah, I don't think that seems a bit harsh. Don't you she got attacked first. Anyways. Take us to WBI, WBIR.com for a report. Man arrested for assaulting girlfriend with a taco. Maryville. Blount, not blunt, Blount County Sheriff's Office deputies arrested a Maryville man after he threatened to burn down his girlfriend's house and assaulted her with a taco, not her taco, according to a report from the Sheriff's Office. Stephen Irwin Stokes, 47, of Maryville, is charged with domestic assault, aggravated domestic assault, failure to appear in court for a misdemeanor charge, and contempt of court, according to Blount County Sheriff's Office. That's a nice little list. The report, well, the report states an argument started Friday afternoon when Stokes learned his 46-year-old girlfriend had a profile on an online dating website, and he was trying to pick up his cousin. The girlfriend's adult nephew lives with her, and returned from work while the couple argued. The report states Stokes hit her in the face and was tearing up the house. The woman said Stokes went outside to yell at her nephew, and when Stokes stepped up, she locked the door. Stokes returned around 11 11 p.m. Friday night, and the argument rekindled. Dude, you know what? No. You left for that long. Go fuck yourself. 
The girlfriend threatened to call 911. Stokes responded by threatening to burn the house down. Yeah, yeah, get to the taco beating. Let's go. I'm working on it. Dude, you can't rush this. When the girlfriend picked up the phone, Stokes picked up a taco. He then pressed the taco right into his girlfriend's face and pushed her down the hallway. <laughs> the visual. I shouldn't be laughing at this. Taco. It should not the be girlfriend laughing. Yelled, Come on. The girlfriend yelled for her nephew to call the police, but Stokes threatened to attack the nephew if he made the call. Instead of calling the police, the nephew called a neighbor. Stokes attacked the nephew, grabbing him by the neck with both hands. And no taco. Responding officers noticed severe redness on the nephew's neck. On the girlfriend, officers saw remnants of a taco smeared on her face, as well as the back uh, her black shirt. Oh, no. Officers observed a cake and additional taco remnants on the kitchen floor. So he used a cake, too? When officers met Stokes, he was drinking beer at a neighbor's house. As you do. As you do. According to the, the report, Stokes also mentioned that he has extreme anger problems that he's trying to deal with. <laughs> you Apparently think? not. Yeah. Before the incident, Stokes had outstanding warrants for a pit failure to appear in court. The girlfriend and her nephew suffered minor injuries. Authorities are holding Stokes on $6,500 bond at Blount County Sheriff's Office Corrections Facility, according to the Sheriff's Office. That story sounded way cooler than it actually was. This Who was back in January. The hot Holy snikes. What hot blonde? All I see is a toucan. Or what is that bird? Yes. It's not on I, my page. I don't see what you're looking at. All right. Um, Chuck, been, take us to Fox 59, where daughter wanted for allegedly assaulting mother with cheeseburger at the East Side McDonald's. East Side! Indianapolis, <laughs> Indiana. According to police, a daughter is accused of assaulting her mother with a cheeseburger. At around 12.20 p.m., police were called to McDonald's near 21st and Shadeland Avenue. I ate at that McDonald's! 21st and Shadeland Avenue in Indianapolis? Yes! Anyway, sorry. Reports of a 39-year-old daughter assaulting her mother with a cheeseburger. When they arrived, they found the 60-year-old mother battered and dipped and fried. (laughs) (laughs) No! Battered and covered in ketchup, mustard, and pickles. She stated to police that her daughter was arguing with her and wanted her to die. To all beef, granny, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a granny seed bun. She reportedly took her granddaughter inside the McDonald's and was assaulted when she returned to the car. Police are looking for the daughter after she fled the scene in another car. The mother was treated for minor injuries. What? Would she get pickle lily in her eye? Ooh, pickle juice in her eye? Mm. Okay. Moving on, we're going to go to Houston.Eater.com. I don't know how legitimate this website is. Most of these stories, I don't know the exact legitimacy of them. That's not even a real word. But they look legitimate, so hey. Actually, I think, I think so like far a, these have all been re- real, legit news stories. Uh, this is... Like what's that? Prove us like wrong. A, Go ahead. <laughs> if someone's going to put a lot of effort into proving this show wrong, they've got problems. Uh, Come Houston, at me, bro. Houston woman allegedly shoots her boyfriend after being served a cold taco. It's well known that you don't mess with tacos in Texas. Don't mess with Texas. John, this one's for you. 
Uh, but generally, the state's favorite tortilla wrap treat isn't controversial enough to evolve any gunshots. It is in Texas. That is, of course, until now. KTRK reports that on Monday, a Houston woman allegedly shot her boyfriend because he told her to calm down. That's the That's best the possible way <laughs> to get that into so Relax. Don't act rational. It's the worst thing you can do in a situation is tell somebody mm-hmm. to calm down. That's why when Lobo flips out, I encourage him until he burns it out of his system. <laughs> Look where he's at now compared to how he One, started. Six years. After she was served a cold taco from a truck in West Dinah, apparently the woman asked the taco truck employee to reheat the taco, and when he refused, she flew into a hot rage and pulled out a gun. The man, who was not identified, <laughs> is expected to survive the gunshot wound. She legitimately shot this dude, which may or na- uh, may not have been intentional. If somebody pulls totally a gun on you and you have a gunshot wound, the chances are that the gunshot wound was intentional. At this point, Texas. Yes, at yeah, this but point, he didn't die. So clearly, it was. Intentional. If I wanted him to die, I'd be dead. At this point, it's unclear whether the gun went off after the woman whipped it out or she intended to fire the shot. But police say that the truck did not have working security cameras, so they won't be able there won't be any video surveillance to prove whether or not the woman meant to fire the shot or if the gun discharged accidentally. There's this much of a debate. The guy's the guy the girl pulled out a gun and the guy has got a gunshot. I think that pretty that's, much that's gonna be you know, who knows how often every day in Texas people are just pulling guns on each other. If you live in Texas, somebody get in touch with us and let us know. Like if you pull the gun out and shoot somebody, Don't if you shoot them accidentally or if you shoot them intentionally, if there's a difference in the crime. Because it, it would it, seem to me... If it matters anywhere, it would matter in Texas. Uh, no word yet on what kind of taco, barbacola or pastor perhaps, that was bad enough to shoot a guy... But one has to assume it was pretty serious taco infraction. Taco infraction. Two words that do not belong together. Speaking of guns and shooting, Lobo, take us to KIRO.com, KIRO.news, whatever, seven. Uh, policewoman shorted chicken nugget pulls gun at South Hill drive through window. I wonder if she assumed her final form. <laughs> Pierce County, Washington. The woman was irritated. First with the long line, and then was being shorted a chicken nugget. So police said she pulled out a handgun and pointed it through the drive-thru window at two employees working at the South Hill Fast Food Restaurant in Pierce County. The employees called police. By the time Pierce County Sheriff's deputies arrived, the employees were crying, and the sedan driven by the armed woman was long gone. When the suspect vehicle pulled pulled out of the window, they immediately had an attitude, according to the charging papers. The woman complained when she didn't get her drink right away. Then she complained there was something in her drink. Discovering she she was short one chicken nugget apparently pushed her over the edge. Employees and witness witnesses said the woman threw her drink. What are these people throwing drinks, drinks through the windows? Through the window? What the hell? Then got out and began punching the window when employees <laughs> shut it. Oh, through my final farm! We're greeted with a black handgun pointing at them. Records show. Deputies went to the house where the car was registered and looking through the window, that was a bad idea, saw a man and woman hide. Eventually they opened the door, but the man took off running and had to be tackled. The 19-year-old woman, accused of pointing a gun at the fast food employees, was found hiding in the attic. Dude, she was totally a meth tweaker. That's what happened. (laughs) She pleaded not guilty Monday at second-degree assault and was ordered jail in lieu of $75,000 bail, and screamed emphatically about assuming her final form. 
<laughs> I'm gonna put. I have to put that audio drop in here someplace. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm gonna move on to KFDM, not KMFDM.com. Love that group. Uh, KFDM Six News, Southeast Texas. We're going back to Texas again. And this is the story of a super pimp wanting his food. Uh, <laughs> Grove police man wearing leopard print robe and Crocs used to hair, used a hairbrush to rob McDonald's. And he does look, he looks like Charlie Murphy. Jesus. He looks like Charlie Murphy. Rest in peace, Charlie Murphy. Groves, a 29 year old Port Arthur man used a hairbrush under his leopard print robe to pretend he was armed while holding up a McDonald's restaurant in Groves on Thursday morning, police said. When is this? This is March 23rd of 2017. Oh my God! Okay, how do you say that name? Gavandis. Gavandis does. Gavandis Desmond Joseph. No, Gavand. Gavand. Gavandis. Demon. Gavandis Demond Joseph, twenty-nine, was taken to the Jefferson County Jail where he was charged. Where he was charged with first-degree felony and aggravated robbery. Gross police officers responded to an aggravated robbery early Thursday morning at McDonald's on some block. I'm not going to bother to read because it's not important to the story, which probably took me less time to say that. Officers were told that the suspect was wearing a black piece of clothing under his face, a leopard Panties. It does not say panties. He's wearing panties. Totally. Over his face. Okay, not under his face. (laughs) I knew I was reading it wrong. On his chin? On his neck. Uh, a leopard print robe, orange gloves, and orange Crocs. Officers arrived in the area and saw Joseph fleeing the scene, police say. After a short full, short foot pursuit, trying to run in Crocs, Joseph I was going to say, he's got Crocs on, dumb shit. Joseph was taken into custody in the parking lot of a Cricket Wireless store. Officers were originally told that they would, the would-be robber was armed with a handgun. They later learned that Joseph used a hairbrush under his robe to make it appear as a weapon, according to police. No word in if he accidentally shot the person with the brush because he was not intending to actually hurt them or not, or if the brush discharged <laughs> when he pulled it out. I sang for third world love. Nobody has any idea what the hell we're talking about. My hit about. song, the love that you shall find, will be the love, love that you will never find because there's a love that, that is never not had. able to be found. That is old. That is from uh, Infectious Grooves. Yep. Oh, my God. Absolutely. The plague that makes your booty move. All right, Chuck, <laughs> since you are Japanese from the neck That's up, racist. <laughs> and you live in Utah. Which is a strange combination in itself. Why don't you yeah. tell us about KSL.com, where a Taco Bell employee assaulted customer with martial arts kicks, police say. Salt Lake City. Police arrested a fast food employee after he allegedly took an unruly customer outside and then assaulted him using martial arts style kicks. <laughs> this happened at the uh, Taco Bell that's just a couple blocks down from my work that I go to for lunch. <laughs> Just after 4 p.m., a 60-year-old man you, walked into the... You walked in there, and somebody said that your taco style is weak. And then, like... <laughs> and then, like, the Wu-Tang Clan music from the actual movie came up in the background. And then, like, you started moving your lips, but the words were coming out, like, a split second later. I mean, I'm That's totally crazy. visualizing this in my head right now. Somebody criticized your man bun in a Taco Bell is what That's it was. a man bun. Chuck's got a man bun. He's no, I don't. I don't. I don't have long hair anymore. Oh, so you don't have right. a bun. Okay, continue the story from where, I, from where you left off before I rudely interrupted just, you. Just after 4 p.m., a 64-year-old man walked into the Taco Bell upset that his order wasn't correct. They screw up orders a lot there. Yep. And been creating and began creating a disturbance, according to the Salt Lake Police. While getting his money back, 
Some very strong words were exchanged, according to the gentleman. no taco. As the customer left, employee Dwayne Massey, 23, clocked out and went outside to continue the argument, Good which man. became physical, the report states. I'll let you try my Wu-Tang style. An employee who saw what was happening ran outside to try to calm everyone down, but she was allegedly shoved by the customer. That prompted Massey to assume his final form and punch the man. <laughs> form of Taco Bell. Followed by several kicks to the face and body. Massey continued to kick and punch the victim while on the ground, the report states. The man had a pick line in, in his arm, and that ruptured and caused an artery to what? bleed. Yes. The customer rushed into surgery at a local hospital due to the bleeding. He was also treated for severe bruising to his face. After the incident, Massey went home, where officers later booked him into jail for investigation of aggravated assault. Massey reported that he is a second-degree green belt in Muay Thai-style fighting. It's over 9,000! What? 9,000? It is not immediately known when Wednesday whether the customer who was upset with his order and allegedly shoved an employee would face charges. He should. They should just let it bleed out in the parking lot. So the guy had a... The guy's got a pick line in his arm. Yeah. It started a fight. That's not a good... That's not a good decision. You know what a pick line is, right? Not yeah. a, no, I, I don't know what a pick line is. I'm it's the for IV here. that's sent directly into your arteries instead of going through the main veins. Why was he in Taco Bell with a pick line in his arm? Who the fuck knows? He must go go to get like uh, some kind of something dialysis. like chemotherapy yep. or something. Chemotherapy? Chemotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to need but, it if he keeps eating a Taco Bell. Chuck, have you been drinking? Chemo. <laughs> Chemo. <laughs> Kibo. It's a rare form of noodles. All right, all right. Let's take a break for a second, then we'll jump right into the taco dot 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 bell segment. I'm trying to use the phone. Hey guys, this is Jason from Kansas. Thought I would just uh, call real quick and say hey, and uh, let you know that you know I still see commercials every once in a while where they seem to confuse you know how to say Taco Bell. Um, some people are still confused and think it's one word, and uh, it's not. It's two. It's got a space in between it. You know, it's just one of the things. But anyways, just wanted to call and remind you of that. So, guys, keep up the good work. Take it easy, and uh, catch you later. See ya. You know it's Taco Bell. I know it's Taco Bell. Hi, guys. It's 3.30 a.m., and I need my Taco Bell. I swear to God, if I hear someone say taco dot 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 bell one more time, I'm going to shoot somebody. If you guys say taco dot 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 bell one more time, I'm going to flip the fuck out. Um, we call it taco bell, not taco bell. I want you to beat me with a big meat chalupa. Hmm, if I don't get my taco bell... I'm just gonna die. I don't know what to tell the person that told you that they need to be a space or a pause in between the words we're thinking, but they're crazy. Don't listen to them. Please go back to telling and talk about. I'd really appreciate it. It is now time for our most traditional piece of the show that we've been covering since the beginning of our fast food freakouts, which is the taco dot 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 bell portion of the show. That all started with uh, mutual show listener Jason, I believe it was, Jason and Logan, that each called in separately, freaking out about us the way we covered Taco 
spell. And Jason didn't like the fact that we put a pause between the two words. And then Logan called in, saying that if we ever mentioned it again, he was going to flip out. And since then, it has been a time-honored tradition amongst our show to cover stories relating to Taco Bell. We did not decide the order that we're going to read these in. So I guess you'll start out, and then I'll go, and then Chuck will go. All right, well, who's reading the first one, then? You're going to read the story about an enterprising Taco Bell employee allegedly throws hot grease on co just read the last one, right? Yeah, you Enterprise police have arrested a Taco Bell employee in connection with a March 11th assault investigation. Vermilion Daily. Didn't we read no. this woman's name already? We did. Because we read the longer version of the story. Of Enterprise is accused of throwing hot grease on a co-worker. The victim was treated for burns to the face, neck, and chest. Investigators say Daly fled the scene before officers arrived. Daly was arrested just afternoon on Tuesday, March 17th, and charged with first-degree assault. And it all had to do over a chalupa, which the article doesn't mention. Somebody ordered a chalupa wrong or something happened with a chalupa, so the girl got mad and just picked up grease and threw it, and like hot boiling grease all over somebody mm-hmm. at a Taco Bell. Not as cool as Chuck losing his shit in Utah and going kung fu style on somebody down the street oh, from his work. Yeah. <laughs> but Chuck is going to make up for that one by reading the... Thrillist.com. Taco Bell just released a burrito with spicy Pop Rocks inside. This sounds disgusting. Uh, All right. Taco Bell just released a burrito with spicy Pop Rocks. As an innocent child, you may have believed Pop Rocks were so wonderful they would be delicious in your dinner. Pop Rocks spaghetti, perhaps. Your very smart parents may have held you back from culinary experimentation, (laughs) but Taco Bell is encouraging it. The Bell is testing a new menu item called the Firecracker Burrito. According to Food Beast, the monster is sure to be divisive. You can order it spicy or cheesy, and it mm. contains rice, cheese, nope. what may be beef, and red tortilla Ow. strips wrapped up in a red tortilla. The spice one is loaded down with a chipotle sauce to give it a little kick. Here's the weird part. For a small charge, you can get a packet of spicy Pop Rocks, or as the packets are labeled, Cayenne popping crystals. Also known as meth. Just sprinkle over the burrito. You only get the meth if you co- if you order the nasty boy at the drive. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> My bad. The popping crystals are supposed to give the burrito a sweet, spicy flavor along with the fizzy popping that goes along with tossing pop rocks in your mouth. Yeah. You know why they're doing this? Because Oreos release the firecracker Oreos that do that. Oh. One Instagram user warns, don't overdo it on the Pop Rocks. They can tip the sweet, spicy balance fast. For now, the add-on is only available at four Taco Bell stores, one of which is a location in Santa Ana, California. Damn it. This is proof you shouldn't believe your grandfather when he says they've thought of everything. He's clearly wrong. Oh, my grandfathers are all dead, so let's go with that. Yeah, mine too. I can't find the article that we covered earlier about the cop that's pressing charges because he received too spicy of a burrito. Well, well, I remember that. Well, I'm reading it. Could one of you guys go back through the links and see if you can find that story? Because that was one that I absolutely wanted to cover. I don't recall seeing it. Oh, man. 
I'm going to have to like, no, I closed it out. I'm going to have to find it again. All right, I'm going to move on here. Okay, this one comes from the NewYorkPost.com. You can get married at Taco Bell for $600. This is definitely thinking outside the bun. On Tuesday, Taco Bell announced it's opening a 24-hour cantina and wedding chapel in Las Vegas Strip this summer. In honor of the opening, they'll be sending one lucky taco-loving couple on an all-expense trip to Las Vegas. The winners will be the first official Taco Bell married newlyweds, which I have a follow-up story which pertains to this. To enter, couples have to share a photo of a 30-second video of how Taco Bell played a role in their love story. At the hashtag, hashtag love and tacos contest, the fans will vote their, on their favorite favorites beginning March 1st. Judges, I almost said juggalos, judges choose the finest. After winning, after the winning couple... A lot couple, of ass play in that relationship, huh? <laughs> After the winning couple is whisked away to the honeymoon suite, everyone will have their chance to order their chalupa with a side of happily ever after. The idea of eating chalupas when the couple is off at the honeymoon suite, it just sounds, that all sounds weird. That's <laughs> my dirty taco. <laughs> Couples can come right up in and order a, a wedding off of our menu. Chief Marketing of Officer Marissa Thalberg. <laughs> Thalberg said in the statement, The $600 wedding package includes a Taco Bell champagne flutes, Just Mary t-shirts, a Taco Bell bow tie and garter, a Cinnabon Delights wedding cake. That actually Ooh, doesn't sound bad. I a, want that. A wedding bouquet <laughs> made of sauce packets. The package also includes a full ceremony and efficient. Your first meal as Mr. and Mrs. will be a Taco 12 pack. Following up on the story, Bride makes, this is from Mashable, Bride makes fire wedding dress out of Taco Bell burrito wrappers. The bride-to-be and her finance, Nick, fiancé, same thing, <laughs> fiancé, Nick Ward, babe. went to a, okay, Diana Nguyen, 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 yeah, okay, Diane Nguyen, Wow! Oh my God! That's racist. That's racist. In a quest to hey, there was violence on all sides here. In a quest to prove her love wow. of Taco Bell, the bride to be and her fiance Nick wow. Ward wants right. to win a wedding at Las Vegas Taco Bell Church, uh, the Church of Taco, a prize currently up for grab in the fast food chain's Love of Tacos contest. So love st- and tacos. shut up, damn both of you guys! I didn't shoot over right before Jesus we recorded Christ. this. I went through a coughing fit, so I I am suffering through this right now. Thank you for the support. We're just trying to help. Yeah, you guys love and marriage. So, to stand out from the crowd, Nguyen did what any ambitious bride would do. She made a wedding dress out of burrito wrappers, which actually doesn't look half bad. Uh, It looks completely bad, not half, completely bad. Dude, that's dedication to the cause right there. Dude, that is not flame retardant. How did she get that many wrappers? Did she just walk in? Like, she's got a full blow dress. According to a Reddit post, the rappers oh were donated, by, donated <laughs> by a local Taco Bell manager. They were fresh ones, by the way, so don't fret. All right, that answers my question right there. And after what was surely many hours of twisting, affixing, and shaping, the final product is anything but mild. In fact, one might call it fire. So why So why would anyone want to get married at Taco Bell? For It's personal. Taco Bell. Taco Bell has been there for years, from after-school runs to the runs to late meals after work while having the runs after a night of partying. She wrote an Instagram post, Our love for each other is a cheesy as a quesadilla. As cheesy. Mm Mm-hmm. We're 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 nachos getting married. It's going to be a Las Vegas... 
Tacover. Let us celebrate our love at the Taco Bell Chapel in Vegas. Because we are ready to guac and roll. I uh, they, I couldn't even read those puns effectively. So, who wants to take on the story from ABC Eyewitness News, Channel 7, Baby Celebrates First Birthday with Taco Bell-themed photo shoot? I'll get it. St. Louis, Missouri. Missouri? Taco about a fun time. How oh else do God, you celebrate so your first late. birthday but with a Taco Bell-themed photo shoot? Little Miss Delta Rose from Missouri was all smiles, surrounded by her parents' favorite fast food, Taco Bell. Monica Phillips and her husband, who dearly hate their own baby, are giant <laughs> fans of the food chain. In fact, Phillips' water broke in the drive-thru of a Taco Bell when she was in labor with her second child because bitch don't know how to eat healthy. <laughs> Nice. The family decided to recruit Julia Marie Aiello for a fun photo shoot for their daughter's first birthday. They bought two 12-packs of soft tacos from Taco Bell. Cheap bastards. <laughs> I was beyond excited when Mom asked me to do the session. I love tacos and Mexican food in general, and those have nothing at all to do with Taco Bell, so I knew it would be a perfect fit. Preach. <laughs> uh, Aiello said this was the first type of food-themed baby photo session she's ever done. And the last. She said she was nervous about how Delta would behave during the shoot, but she said she did surprisingly well. Which is the picture of the kids screaming because she's so pissed off she's got tacos in front of her. They actually have the pictures on here. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Freaking slamming tacos in her maw. And she had an ass blast. And mom set the tray of tacos down in front of Delta and she dug it and went it down, which I was not expecting at all. She didn't need any help. She looks very angry. <laughs> Delta wore Taco Bell colors for her outfit. She had a pink and purple tutu, a shirt with a Taco Bell logo, and a yellow, pink, and purple flower headband stained with diarrhea. I always shared the photos on her Instagram, and it immediately went viral with news stations around the country featuring her work and child protective services querying for the location (laughs) of the parents. (laughs) Ah, It's gone viral! There's a cream for that. (laughs) That's what it says. It says, Uh, ah, it's gone viral. What's her uh, name? It's gone by Aiello. Aiello. Aiello wrote on Instagram. Naked baby with a 12-pack of tacos. All right. Uh, <laughs> We're going to need you to have a seat over there. <laughs> Lobo, you yeah. can either do... I did find the article for the uh, Oklahoma police officer. Reading about the cow. Okay. Reading about the cow. You got the cow. <laughs> Go ahead. Escape cow leads police on two-hour chase to Taco Bell. A steer, a steer escaped a Texas slaughterhouse last week and didn't make it. Like those who've tasted freedom with clear priorities before him, made an immediate run to the border. Star Telegram says he got loose from Hamilton Meats outside Fort Worth and led authorities on a very circuitous route, about two hours, to his local bell. Sadly, in the end, it was all for naught. He was captured mere feet from the door after colliding headfirst with a patrol car, ensuring he'll never get to try the chicken taco shell whatever. The dash cam footage set the chase music is a weatherproof police department original. Also, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Weatherford. I said weatherproof. You said weatherproof. <laughs> it's Weatherford. Police but go department ahead. Original. <laughs> also, assuming Chick-fil-A is right and cows don't eat their own, this incident may finally answer the question about whether or not Taco Bell's seasoned beef is real. 
Back to you, Ro, at the news desk. What was the story with the seasoned beef at Taco Bell? They, everybody was saying it was sand or the thing. There was something about it. it. It's an old story now. I know you know about it. Remember yeah, when they, they said say, like test as beef or something? No, there was an ingredient listed in there that was that was meat product. Oh, it's a, it's filler. A sand. It's it was a, a filler. No, it's not a sand. filler. It was, it's something so it doesn't. It's an anti-caking agent. But wasn't it like compared to sawdust or something? Sand. 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 Yeah, hold on. I'm going to Google it. Hold on. It's, not, it's no. aluminum. No, it? because when we we talked about it a long time oh, it's, ago. It's the stuff in the yoga mats, isn't it? No, that's Subway. Oh, that's Subway. Okay. Let's do a Google search for Taco Bell meat is sand and see what pops up. And we go off the rails. Because there was a big thing about it. And we go off the rails. <laughs> we, this train hasn't been on the fucking rails the whole time. Well, there was a brief shining moment. No, there wasn't. No, they actually, Taco Bell had to go out and release a big article about it. Uh, what's actually in Taco Bell beef? Taco Bell is revealing what's in its beef. As it turns out, it's actually mostly beef. He's not dead. He's mostly dead. Uh, the fast food chain's recipe contains 88% beef and 12% signature recipe, signature recipe according to a new website posted by Taco Bell. Also addressing a widespread rumor Taco Bell is not grade D beef. I want grade A beef, not D beef, according to the website. We use the same quality beef used in all our, all ground beef like you find in a grocery store. Only USDA inspected 100% premium real beef, period, the website says. The other ingredients include some hard-to-pronounce words. Taco Bell says mainly of these items are common at household ingredients such as... Silicon spices. dioxide. That's it's the anti-caking agent. Ingredients like oats and sodium phosphates help make sure the texture is right, according to the chain. The company yep. also says artificial flavor refers to black pepper flavor. Uh, registered dietitian, some name I don't really care to say, even though it's not that hard, said that these additives to the beef are commonly used in processed foods you would find in a grocery store. There are generally considered safe additives. Generally considered safe additives. Uh, Talmage told USA Today Network, I wouldn't be afraid of any of those ingredients because I'm paid to say that. She added that it's important, <laughs> an important lesson for people to take closer look at what's going inside the food they eat. People look at the calories, proteins, and carbs, but they forget to look at the list of ingredients, she said. It's important to question whether, what are these ingredients? Taco Bell broke down what some of the strange words mean. Uh, this is riveting. No, this is where it gets really... Well, I can say maltodextrin because, hey, that's a word that I can pronounce. It sounds weird, but it's actually a form of mildly sweet sugar we use to balance the flavor. You may have had it at least the last time you had a natural soda. Torula yeast. This is a form of yeast that gives our seasoned beef a more savory taste. Lactic acid. This safe acid occurs in almost every living thing. Uh, we use a very small amount to manage the acidity to get the right flavor. And then there's one that I can't pronounce, which is trehalose. T-R-E-H-A-L-O-S-E. It's a naturally occurring sugar that we use to improve the taste of our seasoned beef, but it does not mention anything about the supposed sand that is in Taco Bell, which is all bullshit. Silicon dioxide. Yes, silicon dioxide. It's anti-caking agent. It's found in all kinds of stuff. As you've already said three times to correct me. <laughs> We're going to move way past that and cover the last taco dot 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 bus of the show. So soon? So soon, because we have other things to move on to and get done with this damn cursed episode. Mm. <sighs> We're going to move this on to... This is the last one, isn't it? <laughs> no, we'll do more. No, we'll do more. We've actually had a lot of people asking us to do ramble casts and cut back on the interviews as of late. A lot so. of people believe that the... Earth is flat too. What are you trying to say? Yes. 
Um, news it's Oak. Not? News Oak. Dot oh, newer, no. News OK, not News Oak, NewsOK.com forward slash, I'm not even going to try to pronounce all of that. Oklahoma Vice OKC officer sues Taco Bell over spicy quesadilla. Give me a uh, pie, apple. Do you want me to hold the spit? <laughs> Just kidding, officer. An Oklahoma police officer claims workers at Taco Bell restaurant put cologne and spicy chipotle in his steak quesadilla, causing severe burns to his throat. God, the flavor of cologne. Man. Ugh. God. The police officer, bad. the police officer, yep. Sean, Sean Byron and wife Amanda Byron have filed a lawsuit against Taco Bell seeking more than $75,000 in damages after she claim, after he claims he was forced to take weeks of sick leave after the incident. I wrestled over whether this is, t- is too hot of a lawsuit was Oklahoma Vice, mat- was Oklahoma Vice material before writing this blog post. I don't know what the hell this is saying, but, uh, but after some soul searching, I declared that Taco Bell can definitely be considered a vice. Sean Byron allegedly ordered a steak quesadilla and a Mountain Dew in the drive through mm-hmm. at the Taco Bell off West Hefner and North Rockwell one night in February after helping organize a charity event at a local church. According to the lawsuit, which the Byrons filed on March 31st in federal court in Oklahoma City, City, I reached out to Taco Bell's corporate office for company side of the story, but there was no response. After the person at the window took his order, he went over to tell two men employees and said something to them. They looked over at him and started laughing. <laughs> it's for a cop. Okay, I got this. The police officer claims in his lawsuit, after a few minutes later, the order taker brought his order and said he was sorry for the delay. Sean Byron claims his tongue and throat and the roof of his mouth began burning after a third bite of the quesadilla. You couldn't taste it on the first one? Cologne hmm. tastes cologne tastes and smells strong. Might have been in the middle. Uh, his mouth and eyes were burning. And the next morning, he went to the doctor, and examination revealed burn spots on his throat. Sean Byron claimed in his lawsuit. The officer claims he could not work because the burns, and he had to take more than 127 hours of sick leave from the police department. He has also missed 68 hours of extra jobs that were scheduled. Less than two weeks after eating the sandwich, Sean Byron developed. Appendicitis. Appendicitis. How can I not say that? Developed appendicitis. I know. I know. I deserve every uh, every ounce of criticism you're about to give me. Uh, (laughs) And he had to have surgery, which his doctor said he could have been caused by and exasperated by the spicy quesadilla. The police officer kept the rest of the sandwich and had it tested, which showed it contained cologne and a high concentration of pepper, the lawsuit claimed. Sean Byer reported that the spicy quesadilla to the Oklahoma City Police, who further investigated. The department's initial investigation revealed that two of the three Taco Boy employees who laughed at him are felons. <laughs> they just knew he was a cop, I guess. It was instinctive. Further, the video showed that the order taker dropped the package for his food on the floor, picked it up, putting his food in it, and handing it to him, the lawsuit claims. In an interview, one Taco Bell worker allegedly admitted that straight chipotle instead of quesadilla sauce was put onto the sandwich. So, no mention of any kind of cologne or anything like that. Welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? Yeah, I'd like to get a 10-piece McNugget and uh, a bunch of the Szechuan sauce. Like, as much as you're allowed to give me. In, In 1998, they had this promotion for the Disney film Mulan, where they where they they, they created a new sauce for the McNuggets called Szechuan Sauce, and it's delicious. And then they got rid of it, and now it's gone. This is the only place we're going to be able to try it is in my memory. Rick, you're doing this bit while your brain is melting. Okay, all right, all right. This is going to be the last segment before the closing of the show, and we're going to end it on a high note with stories related Says to you. McDonald's. 
We love the Donalds. Some of these we should have recorded earlier with the assaulted food-wise stuff. But we're going to start it off with uh, www.nzherald.com, and this took place in New Zealand. Take it away, Lobo. $100 fine for man after chicken nugget anger boils over into McDonald's Nerf gun rampage. Nerf gun and rampage should not be in the same sentence. A man was so angry he did not hit his chicken nuggets, he jumped on the counter at a McDonald's and fired two toy Nerf guns at a staff member before spraying foam bullets around the fast food outlet. Jacob Martin Geels, 22, was fined for disorderly behavior in the Greymouth District Court yesterday. He was angry that he did not get his chicken nuggets, so he jumped on the counter, shouted at everyone, and then fired the toy guns he had with him before leaving. Was his name Neo? Alcohol was involved. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you're kidding. <laughs> when he was spoken to by police later, he said he thought it was funny and didn't think anyone would care. Police prosecutor Lisa Thomas told the court, lawyer Doug Taft said the gun was bright fluorescent orange and yellow and fired foam foam wiggly things, not bullets. <laughs> Those are called <clears throat> Nerf bullets. They are toys uh, which are for children aged four to six, actually older. They have clearly, I'm going to be 42, they are clearly toys, and when the things thing pops out, it goes about as far away as my learned friend is. Hey, learned. About one meter, Mr. Taft addressed the court. Regardless, Skeels now realized that his actions were in poor taste. It was a silly thing he did, and he spent two hours in custody at the Greymouth Police Station for his troubles, Mr. Taft said. It was a plastic toy, and he inadvertently caused alarm, and it was deeply stupid. Okay. Prosecutor Miss Thomas disagrees with Mr. Taft's request that Geels should be discharged without conviction. It was quite a scary thing to occur. Fucking man up. It was real for the people (laughs) who were there, and they could have easily thought an armed robbery was in progress. With bright orange plastic guns. Yes. (sighs) Judge Robert Murphy told Geels he may have thought it was funny, but he agreed it may have been scary to others in store at the time. Okay. I'd have been laughing my ass off. (laughs) I know. What the fuck? (laughs) You also yelled and screamed and used abusive language. On the ground, fuckers! Judge Murphy, that's just a funny name, said, well, the guns were toys for four-year-olds. There was a level of maturity you displayed. Really? You were angry over nuggets. It is important for you to think more carefully about the way you behave, particularly with what is happening in the world at the moment. Yes, because there's many Nerf gun attacks. There have been some outrageous events of random violence and harm. Judge Murphy said, that's a funny name. He accepted there was no malice intended, and it was a prank. He convicted he was, he convicted and fined Gilles $100. <laughs> Murphy. Uh, okay, uh, let's move on to the timesfreepress.com, which I don't know where the hell this one is from. Chuck, this one's all yours. It's Chattanooga. Uh, is it Chattanooga? Yes. Yeah, it is Chattanooga. All right. Well, it's in Chattanooga. It's down south. Uh, of course on. it is. You don't got it, do you? It's not in front of you. Dalton Woman. Rookie mistake. There we go. Okay. Dalton no, it's Woman. in Georgia. Yeah, Times yeah, Free Press, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's I got confused. Shorts. Crazy violence in the Chattanooga area. Dalton woman allegedly assaults McDonald's employee after she had to wait for coffee. 
here. Service with a smile is overrated. Thinking she was the butt of a joke, Mercedes Hardway took issue with some McDonald's employees laughing while she waited for her coffee Friday afternoon. She was so mad that she swung through the open window of her car in the drive-thru, trying to hit the manager of the franchise in Dalton, Georgia. According to an incident report, the problem began around 5.50 p.m. when Hardaway ordered two large coffees. The McDonald's employee told Hardaway that she needed to brew the coffee. She asked Hardaway to drive forward into a parking space so other customers could pick up their orders, and then an employee would deliver the coffee to her. Hardaway got mad and stayed in the drive-thru, according to the report. The employee said she and her co-workers were joking about something inside the store, but Hardaway thought they were talking about her last name. (laughs) I never noticed that. (laughs) Then Hardaway yelled at them through the window, according to the police. The store's manager, Ernesto Almazan, asked Hardaway to leave. She couldn't have her coffee. He didn't want to serve her. He said he would refund the money she had paid. Almazan told the investigator that when he handed her a bill... Hardaway swiped at him, scratching his hand with her nail. He then tossed her change through the window. Amazon said, Hardaway yelled at him, I have scratched you with my Pom Jabbar. Gom Jabbar. Gom Jabbar. I forgot what the hell that's from. Dune. It's from Dune. Except I failed because I can't remember the name. It's a Gom Jabbar, Benny Jesuit witch. Go ahead. Well, I want my money back and my coffee, you fucking Mexican. <laughs> That's horrible. That's um, right. almost the John Gabar. <laughs> he said Hardaway then tried to punch him, swinging through the open window of her Chevy Impala, because of course it is. Amazon <laughs> said she then threatened to come inside and fight him, but drove away <laughs> instead. Later, after talking to the employees, a Whitfield County Sheriff's deputy looked up the license plate on Hardaway's car, spotted in a security video. He figured out her address and showed up at her house, according to a report. Hardaway told the deputy she was certain that the McDonald's employees were making fun of her. She said Amazon did not toss the change at her. She said he threw it at her. This made her even more angry. And you would not like Hardaway when she's angry. Heavens, no. I did call him and swung at him, she said, according to the report, but I didn't hit him. The sheriff's office charged Hardaway with simple assault and disorderly conduct. She left the Whitfield County Jail later Friday on a $1,500 bond for hitting a Mexican. I, uh, wow. I think I've actually stopped at this one in Dalton, Georgia. It's off of, uh, it's not far from I-75. I think I've stopped there a couple of times on the, either on the way down to Florida to go to Disney World or on the way back from Florida. Mm. Um, okay. I, I'm fairly certain I've stopped at this McDonald's. I think I know which one this is. But. Did you order coffee? I did not order coffee. <laughs> Perhaps you should have from the Mexican. I have respect for the Mexican people. <laughs> it would never do such a thing. You wouldn't drive an Impala either, would you? I would not drive an Impala. <laughs> crazy grandma not. drives an Impala. I Maybe drive, just crazy people have Impalas. I now drive a Ford Hybrid, which is great because... Ooh, look uh, at me. I'm saving the world. No, hairy armpitted <laughs> vegan liberal chicks dig me now. So, All right, I'm moving on. We're going to carry on with a theme for the next couple of articles here. The first article comes from the MiamiHerald.com. And this one is, Want sex? Give me McNuggets, Florida woman charged with prostitution after meal deal. 
Brandonton, a Florida woman has been charged with prostitution after she agreed to perform a sexual act for a 25, for $25 and chicken McNuggets, according to the Manatee County Sheriff's Office. Get a rim job for five bucks uptown. What? <laughs> Alex Torino, Alex 22, was arrested at 10.15 p.m. Tuesday and charged with prostitution and possession of drug paraphernalia. She is being held at the Manatee County Jail uh, on bonds totaling $620 because Florida. Dorino walked out of the Marathon gas station at Brandonton and unknowingly waved at an undercover detective with a Sheriff's Office Special Investigation Division who was talking to another woman, according to the arrest report. Detective told the other woman uh, he was there to pick up Dorino, and Dorino got into his car. As the undercover detective drove north on 14th Street West, uh, drove north on 14th Street West, okay, he told her that he wanted oral sex and she agreed to do it for $25 and if they briefly went back and forth on the price, she finally agreed to perform the sex act for $25 and chicken McNuggets. How many McNuggets <laughs> was not specified in the report? The detective uh. showed Dorino and he had cash and he pulled over in the 4,200th block of the 14th, whatever. I hate it when they do that. Where the detectives were waiting to take her into 72 custody. 75 of the 92 of 1175. Yes. <laughs> 11 <laughs> block. When De Niro's purse was searched, detectives found two hypodermic needles, several small baggies, a spoon, and a blunt, burnt glass pipe, consistent with either heroin or crack cocaine use. Just you last month, Dorino was placed <laughs> on probation for three years after she pleaded guilty to grand theft auto and possession of drug bitch. paraphernalia. On an unrelated oh, side note, that. yeah, She's I know she, she she would be yeah. fine if she didn't have like the meth sores on her. No, for the no, most she part. No. I wonder if she was involved in getting the spicy Szechuan sauce back on the McDonald's <laughs> menu. Yeah, totally. Totally relating to the Rick and Morty, which they are going to do. McDonald's has announced that they're going to be returning the spicy Szechuan sauce. Hopefully, Szechuan sauce, Morty. That stuff was amazing. Do you remember it? I do remember. It was really good. I never had it. Oh, it was so good. It really was good. It was really good on a cheeseburger. It was awesome. And I was so bummed when they didn't have it anymore because it was like, well, I guess give me the sweet and sour sauce, which just did not, it didn't fill that craving. It was really, it needed to leave it on the menu. I was so bummed. They released it during the, uh, Mulan, Disney's Mulan. And that was like, it was like their special promotion where they had this spicy Szechuan sauce and it was so good. And then it was gone. And that was the last year. The McDonald's out your way have the, uh, the Sriracha Big Mac sauce. Yep. Yeah. I think they're just now starting that. Is it any good? Yeah, it's good. I like it. I remember several months ago at the beginning of summer when you posted on Facebook, you were dieting hard, and you posted on Facebook that they were going to be releasing three different sizes of Big Macs. Well, they've had that for a while. Yeah, but Chuck at the time was, like, trying to be, like, diet conscious, weightlifting, you know, come at me, dude, buff guy. Gains, bro. Gains. Yeah. All right, who's going to be reading the counter-follow-up story about the Wyoming man captured by police attempting to pay off Hooker with McDonald's Quarter Pounder Meal? Who wants to take I believe that, that was me, because okay. Wyoming is That's right, it was Wyoming. Top. Yep, um, that was you. A man looking for no-strings-attached sex in Wyoming recently discovered that all bargains, no matter how low the price, aren't worth it. The Smoking Gun reports that 22-year-old David Mangus was arrested. Call him Dingus. <laughs> David Dingus, or Mavid Dingus, was go. recently arrested and booked on solicitation charges. That would be Dingus. Sting in Casper, the second largest city in this shitty state. Wow. Apologies to everyone wow. that lives in Wyoming. Allegedly, after scouring through ads on the Craigslist-like site Backdoor, 
No, it's Backpage. Mm. It's Backpage. Wait a minute, why do you know this? Shelly! I wasn't going to ask him that. I just know things. Okay. Um, Also because a lot of massage therapists uh, advertise there, and I like to get massages. Uh Uh-huh. Legitimate ones. Uh Shut up! Happy ending! No, no. Because I like real massages, and the girls who do happy endings can't. I give just real want massages. you to finish the sentence because it gets better. <laughs> wow! Magnus came across. Let's see. Uh, checking backpage.com. Magnus came across a woman who purportedly was offering sexual services for money. After reaching out to the hooker, who was in fact an undercover police officer. He was able to goad her into accepting a meal from McDonald's payment instead of cold hard cash. More specifically, he ordered to pay the woman with McDonald's quarter pounder with cheese value meal. Uh, comes with medium fries and a soft drink. Surprisingly, or perhaps not, considering her true identity, she accepted. When Dingus, or- yeah, he looks, he looks like a woman. I need to correct when you. Dingus- it actually, it'd be pronounced Dangus, not Dingus. It would be pronounced, if we were pronouncing it that way, it would be Dagnus. David Dangus. It would be Dag, Dagnus. Dan, D-A-N-G-U-S. If we were pronouncing his right, name correctly. All right, Dingus, just move forward. This is important. It's, if you're going to mispronounce a name in a story, you got to mispronounce it improperly or correctly. They've, they've spelled it two different ways here. Yep. Dingus, did they? Yeah, look at the where it says Craig, Craigless site backdoor.com. We've totally lost Magnus. our audience right now. So go ahead. Yep. Dagnus. Uh, now? About a half an hour ago. <laughs> when Dingus arrived at the setup location with McDonald's bag in hand, Roe was there waiting for him and <laughs> promptly provided him with service. Nothing but a smile and a pair of socks. <laughs> a pair of Rick and Morty socks. <laughs> I have to say. He slathered that Szechuan sauce all over his naked belly. Can we please just Rubbing finish nipples. up this portion of the show? <laughs> Cops cornered, cops cornered him without incident. He was booked into the Nartona County Jail and was released shortly thereafter on his own recognizance. No word on whether he paid a fine or was able to consume the contents of his payment as he awaited release. At as odd as paying for such a service with such an item may sound, an actual sex worker was once busted in Florida. For the article that we just read. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then the whole thing goes back to that. Yeah, it just goes back to that woman. Uh, if it wasn't strange yeah. enough for a, for anyone, uh, yet another oh. peculiar pairing of sexual acts at McDonald's food items made rounds earlier this year, however, it wasn't so much for someone using the food to provide a restaurant to pay for sexual service, as this someone who would literally use the food item from McDonald's for sex. As noted oh, from that. the Inquisitor Isn't in August. Is this article? Yeah, but I'm continuing to read all it. all the time. Oh my god! Okay, then you can figure up, pick up where I left off. As noted by the Inquisitor in August, a viral video of Roe engaging in a sex act with a McChicken <laughs> sandwich, which can be found on the dollar menu, made way for a second time in a year on social media. Second time. In the 17 second clip, which is extremely not safe for work, the individual who appeared to be African American is seen sliding the popular burger alternative on his penis viciously and voraciously. You, you never would have been able to say those words. Using the mayonnaise from the inside of the sandwich buns as lubrication. Oh, my God. Because of the attention the video received, the terms McChicken and McChicken video trended throughout that weekend on Twitter and Facebook. 
To this day, it is unknown who is the person behind the McDonald's McChicken clip, but it was clearly Roe. Totally. <laughs> Spokesman from the restaurant declined to comment on the salacious matter or the order that I made. <laughs> wow. Elders can't yeah. unsee McChicken on the new Elders React. I guess I should read the next one. Episode. Uh, yes. This next one is from BB. We're almost done, folks, really. <laughs> this is just as painful for He's us. He's been saying that right along. Yeah. Don't believe him. New York Boy 12 demanded chicken nuggets at gunpoint. <sighs> Thug life. A 12-year-old boy is accused of pulling a gun on a girl and demanding one of her chicken nuggets. <laughs> one, <laughs> one of her chicken nuggets in New, New York police say. They say he asked for a nugget at McDonald's fast food outlet in Harlem on Tuesday. Man, things are getting rough there. When she refused, he is alleged to have followed her to a nearby subway station and held her, held a gun to her head. She pushed Over the gun away and boarded the train and he was oh later, <laughs> and was later taken in police my nuggets. The New York Police Department says, says the gun has not been found and it remains unclear whether it was a real or a replica. Uh, they say the boy was released on Thursday and the case has been referred to family courts. He's like, give me a nug. <laughs> Nerf gun. Wow. What was that kid? Uh, there was that kid earlier this year that he wanted to know how to get a year's supply of chicken McNuggets from Wendy's and they said retweeted a million times or something like that. And he Got did. It. Yeah, and he got his nugs. He got his chicken nuggets. I don't even remember what the kid's name was. It was like nugs for somebody or whatever. All right, who's reading the follow-up to this one? The hungry boy ate steals car from McDonald's after a YouTube tutorial. Lobo. Yes. I guess. The young boy who stole his father's car for a trip to McDonald's learned how to drive on YouTube, police say. Eight-year-old drove his four-year-old sister to a local McDonald's drive through a mile and a half from his home in East Palestine, Ohio County, while his parents were sleeping. Good on him. He observed the rules of the road and ordered a cheeseburger using money from his piggy bank. According to reports, the McDonald's workers who took his order thought it was a prank. Ah, joke's on you. This kid learned how to drive on YouTube, patrolman Jacob Kohler told the Wharton Daily Press, Times, whatever, the fucking newspaper. <laughs> I think there's a good teaching point here. With the way technology is, kids will learn how to do anything and everything. Next up, bombs. He probably looked it, looked it up for five minutes and then said, it's time to go. He added he didn't hit a single thing on the way there. It was unreal. Yeah, I know people that hit things just pulling out of the driveway. A friend of the family saw that w what was going on and called the grandparents. The police received several calls from concerned members of the public who witnessed the boy driving. No charges are being filed against the parents because they're meth heads. Last year, a boy led police. We're gonna get in so much trouble for these. After a grand theft auto session, he's not wrong. No. Wow. <laughs> God, I guess I gotta read the fork. Yes. <laughs> Live science. Good luck. Uh, what was the last one? Oh yeah, you're gonna read the sofa one. Okay, so I have to read this one. Uh, what the fork? F R O R K. McDonald's fry fork helps you get every calorie. <sighs> Welcome to America. Move over. America. Move over, Spork. McDonald's has a new hybrid utensil, and this one combines a fork with fries. McDonald's' new fork does away with fork. I wish I actually would have gotten one of these, not for consuming fries, just to actually have one. I'm sure it would make a great Coke spoon. McDonald's' new fork does away <laughs> with fork, forks, times, tines, and replaces them with, you guessed it, French fries. 
In a mock infomercial style ad for a utensil, the company acknowledges the fork's absurdity and calls it fundamentally superfluous. Super fillet fruit super califricious The fork will be shut up. The fork will be available only in shut up in May on May fifth. Wow. Dude, if you're gonna fuck it up, fuck it up right. Go on Amazon. I mean go on YouTube. Yeah, go on. Go <laughs> somewhere Roe has no idea and find it there on the intertubes. Go on, one of you guys go on eBay right now and see how much these things are selling for because I guarantee somebody at eBay is going to be selling these for a ridiculous amount of money. F-R-O-R-K. Audience, you are welcome to do so as well if you can understand what I'm dun, saying. Dun, 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 dun. McDonald's is using it to help promote its new signature crafted recipe sandwiches, CNBC reported. The idea behind the fork is for people to be able to scoop up and eat all the ingredients that fall out of their sandwiches. The new sandwiches are indeed ingredients packed with calories to prove it. The Pico Guacamole Buttermilk Crispy Chicken Sandwich has 680 calories. The Maple Bacon Dijon with Buttermilk Crispy Chicken Sandwich has 740 calories. The Sweet Barbecue Bacon with Buttermilk Crispy Chicken Sandwich has 800 calories, according to McDonald's. And if you want a fork, you're going to need the fries to refill it. A small order of fries has 230 calories. Did either one Five to ten bucks. That's what they're going for on eBay right now? Yeah, five to ten bucks. I assume they'd be going for more because it was a limited time only thing. There's a ton of them. Really? Wow. Yeah. Huh. All right, who is going to read the last article for this insane madness that I have to sit down and edit through for the next five days? New Brunswick man arrested after going through McDonald's drive through on a sofa. From Canada. Canada. <gasps> Canadians. America's hat. Mir Michi, New Brunswick. Two New Brunswick men have been arrested after allegedly going through a McDonald's drive-through on a couch. Mir Michi police say an officer spotted the couch being towed behind an ATV at 3:19 a.m. <laughs> in the drive-through. Possibly go Lori, wrong. Lori McEarn could not confirm if one of the people was in fact Paul Kimball, <laughs> but, but he did say the driver of the four-wheeler, four-wheeler took off after the officer turned on the lights of his cruiser, stranding the two intoxicated men, not Paul Kimball, outside the restaurant. Could be Jordan, Jordan Bone Party. <laughs> she says the driver raced through the parking lot, across the highway, and onto the frozen Miramichi River, still towing the couch to, ex- to escape. The two local men, aged 28 and 39, will face yet-to-be-determined charges. McAaron says it is illegal to tow a couch through a drive-thru. But the two men were wearing helmets. Dude, this oh, is good. Canada. Well, Come on. Because safety. safety first. Of course, this is Canada. This is like... This shouldn't be illegal. Oh, you Canadians. If this if this were a Tim Hortons, that would be... If they were Tim Hortons and they were wearing hockey gear, being chased by a moose... Eh? Being chased by a moose would be the only way that this could be more Canadian. For the most part, like this, no, this, this is long, I don't want to be right. Talking <laughs> a poutine. Have you? Oh, that's right. You guys, you don't go to Canada. They for a while, McDonald's did have poutine. They still have it. McPoutine. Yeah, I don't know if oh, I haven't been to Canada. They still in a while. have it. Well, last Andonics time I was at, does reviews all the time. Really? Because the last time I was at, in Canada, they didn't have it there. But that was got a year and a half ago. So McDonald's that we yeah. went to didn't have poutine. Watch I remember. TV introductions. I remember years and years ago, I, me and one of my boys was on our way up to uh, 
we were going to Skyball, uh, which is a giant paintball tournament that they used to have inside the Toronto Sky Dome, which eventually failed miserably and fell apart. And on the way back, I hadn't heard what poutine was before. I was so ignorant of the ways of Canada. And um, we stopped into a McDonald's, and they still had the McPizzas, which both Chuck and myself will be eating McPizza next month. Um, They still had the little personal McDonald's pizzas there, and they also had poutine. And I'm reading it, and I I must have looked like such an American asshole, because I'm there, and I'm reading it, and I'm like... (laughs) French fries with gravy and cheese curds, and we looked at each other. and We're like, Delicious. "What?" I know. I now love them. I, I, I I'm saying this as, as an apology to Canada, um, but Canadian. we read it, and we're like, "I'm like, that sounds horrible." Like gravy and cheese curds on French fries. <laughs> and then years later, I was someplace else. We were at another restaurant in Canada, and there was a restaurant that had like 40 different kinds of poutine, and I actually had some, and I had the beef gravy with cheese, and I loved it. I was so hooked on it. Like, Canadian right. fast food, like even their Taco Bell has, they have Nacho Supremes up there, which they don't have, they have French fries. They don't have the corn chips like they do in America with Nacho Supremes. They had Fry Supremes, which was everything that's on a Nacho Supremes, but it was on French fries. And it was amazing. It was so awesome. Like, I wished we had here in America, but they only have them up in Canada. So anyways, um, thankfully... Do you not know why it's called Canada, Lobo? It's yes. not called Canada. It's, it's Canada. No, it's Canada. Mm. It's Canada because it's full of Canadians. No, it's Canada. Sure. I'm just American, and it's the way that I want to pronounce it. So is Puerto Rico full of... Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico? It's full of Puerto Ricans. Yeah, it's Puerto Rico. It's like Florida. It's Canada. It's not actually called Florida. It's called Florid. We add. If they wanted it to be called Canada, then they're Canadans. Oh, so my Connecticutian? No, I'd be Kentucky. That'd be Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. No, Connecticut. <laughs> Kentucky. What? Oh, Connecticut. 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 It'd be Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah, you're, you're Connecticut. What are we talking hey, about? I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just in the damn show. Jesus Christ almighty. We're, we've we've, we've been doing this hours. for what? We were st- yeah, we've been doing this three for hours. three hours. Three, three hours. It doesn't, I wonder how long this show is actually going to be. I have to edit three hours of this crap. <laughs> oh my God. I have to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this show too. All right. Uh, Chuck, do you want to tell everybody about your stupid story? podcast? <laughs> Yeah. It's called Wheel Nerds. It's about motorcycles and stupid jokes like we've been talking about for the three hours. Yes. Uh, you can find it at wheelnerds.com, um, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever the fuck else. Any place Stitcher, you, it's right app. Any place you can find process, and you don't even have to be into motorcycles to enjoy the show. It's no, hilarious. you don't. That is the beauty of your show. You don't have to be a motorcycle enthusiast at all because uh, – People can just skip that part and listen to the funny parts. The classified ads are worth it alone. They really yeah, we're, are. we're just we're just there to be funny. <laughs> just there to be funny. What's your co-host name again? Todd. Todd. Mister Todd. Tood. 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 <laughs> yep. All right. Let's call this a show. Let's call it. Really? We're it's done. a show. We're done. I don't even have a classy output at this point because I'm so burnt out of covering all this stuff. Okay. <sighs> I'm going to start drinking um, promptly <laughs> after this. I'm going to start drinking immediately. I've got... Hold on. Stuff and things. i got a nice bottle of mead here that's waiting for me. 
It's the most it's an potent empty bottle of cherry coke. Are you going to bring me down and uh I will. I don't know if I'm going to bring my latest batch down because the last batch of mead that I made didn't come out right. Mind you. And it tastes really bad. It does, well it's 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 okay. It's great for making margaritas. It's just really high alcohol content mead. Like you could probably put this in a car and drive a car on. It's very high alcohol content. But I also do have a I half case of other mead here. So Oh my god. I, I, what? Lobo had time to post on Facebook about chicken nuggets while we were recording the show. Uh, that's what Lobo does while we're recording the show. He very rarely <laughs> actually pays attention to what the hell we're talking about. He just goes out and posts on other other right. topics. Um, I am not useful to this show whatsoever. I was recently on an episode of Ozone Nightmare, if anybody cares, blathering on about the joys of podcasting. Literally blathering, actually. Um I think that's pretty much everything we got to say. I have no idea what we're doing for a show next week. I've got a couple of ideas in place, and we've got a few. We might have to speak to another Ramblecast for the most part. I really don't have any interviews booked or anything. My life has been so hectic behind the scenes as of the, the last month that even getting to the show in some way, shape, or form coherently has been a pain in the ass. So if anybody out there is still listening to us and has made it this far to the end of the episode, I graciously Bye. thank you. <laughs> just stop listening. So, failed in life. I guess you were going to have to add Chuck to this little assortment of closings here. So, this is Roe. Peace out from Detroit. Chuck, you can go ahead now. Ah, this is Chuck C. from Utah. This is Lobo from Connecticut. I don't. You're not going to say anything stupid like you know. We're next door to Rhode Island. You don't suck. Peace, folks. Bye. (laughs) Okay. God damn it.
fucking selling a donut burger for Hanukkah. Oh my god. Oh. Looks good. No, not the donut. Oh, you no. looked up Bookie Cookie? <laughs> You're an idiot! I told you not to! Read the story. Man. Read the story. Wait, is that with two O's or what? Nah. I don't Go ahead, I... look it up so you can vomit. No, 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 no. I'm not seeing anything. Good. You don't want Send to. the link, bro. No, I already... It's, it's, I'm trying to delete it from my... It's just computer forever. O-O-K-I-E? Read the donut story. If you love donuts, burgers, and burgers made with donuts, you might want to think about spending Hanukkah in Israel, where Burger King will be oh, offering maybe. donut burgers for holiday. According to Ynet News, the burger is called the <laughs> Sufkian King. Did you look it up? And he's laughing. He didn't have the uh, convulsive vomit reflex that you did. Very telling. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Which is a play on the Sufkian. I'm murdering this name. Let's start over from the beginning of the article, please. Why? You're the one who fucked it up. All right, just start from the second paragraph. Yeah, I get. I know what we're do- what we're doing in Columbus, Ohio, bro. Okay, oh. should I start over? <laughs> I want you to beat me with a chalupa. Okay. <clears throat> in my throat, would it sort of cut cut out of me? I don't know why. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ral. I can't. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. Oh my god, this is going to be such a bitch editing all this. Yep. I thought you weren't editing it. I am editing it. I got oh, a lot to on. edit. Oh no, I've got a lot to edit. The outtakes is going to be fantastic. And fucking fantastic. Okay. Here we go. Nothing. Nothing but outtakes. Netflix? Uh, I want you to beat me with a chalupa. The fuck, roll. Do it! I did! Now shut up! Right! This is taking forever! Yes! Because we have a child on the other end of Skype. Now, who's your father and what does he do? You lack discipline. My God, are you still talking? 